0: I think this is the fourth or fifth time in a row I've done the New Year's Eve or New Year's sermon here at Stony Brook. That's just one of those things. And uh, I'm going to be doing a a sermon on Proverbs uh, because as I was thinking just about what do we need for New Year's, uh, wisdom is one of those things that it's probably good to preach about any time. But as we step into New Year, there are times uh, when we're making decisions and doing things that I think wisdom is something that we could really use and benefit from. This past year has been a significant one for us. For those of you that don't know, uh, I've, been, uh, I've changed jobs. We changed homes. We added a new son-in-law. Uh, Braden himself, our oldest, got himself his own place and now we had all the kids at home at New Year's last year and now we've only got one left. That's a joy and that's a, yeah, it's one of those mixed ones. And around all those decisions uh, and all those changes, there were a lot of decisions. Around all those changes, there were many decisions. And as is the story with all decisions, particularly big ones, you're hoping that you make the right ones, that you make the right decisions. And so involved in that process of decision-making is hoping to use wisdom, the good counsel from key people in your life. And so uh, I think today I want to share with you a little bit about what some of Solomon's advice to his son was in the first few chapters of Proverbs. And again, as we look to the new year and the myriad of decisions that we will need to make, I'm hoping that some of the advice we can garner from Proverbs is going to be helpful for us. Now, as I was thinking about knowing that I I had this sermon to preach, um, there was a few weeks where I was thinking about what I should talk about, and then uh, one of the, the key things that prompted me to go here isn't just about the fact that we've gone through a lot of decisions this past year, and that I'm sure many of you have gone through lots of decisions, uh, but it was actually uh, a different circumstance that happened to us. There was a Thursday evening, we curl, we curl mixed curling, we actually curl with Dean, uh, Dean and Rob Reimers from the EFC. used to EF, e Free Church, he used to be president here at SBC, and, and Bev and I curl with him, we curl mixed, so that happens Thursday nights, we curl from 7 to 9, and then we have a bit of a snack upstairs, and then we, we head home. And so we were driving home on, on our way. Uh, actually, it was... Uh, Stephanie's not here this morning, is she? It was right outside Stephanie's house, for those of you that care, on, on Craker. So Craker Avenue, if you know where the Stomach Dental is, we'd, we were going down the road, and this was right around that time that the weather had gotten kind of that icy, snowy stuff had fallen, and the sidewalks were pretty treacherous. So as we were driving, we also noticed that there's somebody laying on the sidewalk with a, a second individual beside them, and we we're going, oh you know, what happened? Did somebody slip and fall? So we turn our car around and we come back, and we, we come back to check to say, okay, is there any help that we could give or anything that we could do? Uh, and so when we got, uh, when I got out of the car and I, I approached the, it was a young couple in, in the end, it was a, a guy and a, and a gal uh, together, and uh, as I started to talk to them, I realized quite early on that, that this was not a case of slipping and falling, but this was uh, a case of fairly significant intoxication. They had had They'd had too much of a party. They had, they'd spent a little too much time uh, drinking, and so she was unable to really walk. And so they were, they were trying to head their way home, but really were kind of stuck on the side of the on the sidewalk, at least, which was good. And uh, I was able to gather from them that they only lived a few blocks away on the other side of Main Street at, on, at, on Barkman by, by Woodlawn School there. And so then we loaded them up, drove them home, uh, helped them get into their house and, 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 and you know, went on our merry way, but along the way, as we were as we were talking to them, and, and the young man was really forthcoming. He was very open. Uh, again, they were nice, nice people. Very, very thankful when we dropped them off. Uh, but he talked about one thing. He said, "Yeah, you know, we're young," and he shared about some of the challenges he's had in his life and some of the hard knocks that has come had come his way. And he had some. That clearly, he had some. And he made this statement, which really kind of st- st- struck me, and then I, w- which is one of the things that prompted me f- to go to where I'm, I'm going to talk about today. And he said, "Yeah, you, you know, you need to make mistakes to learn." And so he said, "You know, today we didn't make very many good, we didn't make a lot of good decisions." And I'm going, hmm, I think that's true. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, so again, it was an interesting thing because they had sort of packed all of their stuff up. I don't know where they were going. But in the end, we brought them back to where they had come from. Clearly, they had stopped at another place uh, to to party a bit. Uh, And so then, you know, he was talking about, you know, he and his girlfriend, they had a couple of kids. Uh, she She had a basement suite, so that was good. He was living in Winnipeg, wasn't working, was an orphan. Like, there was all these, this whole story... But but around all that was, yeah, you know, you need to make mistakes to learn. And I was going, okay, I, I, I think there's truth to that statement, but there's also something not quite right in that statement. And so I want to talk a little bit today about wisdom and about what that means and how do we, how do we get there? How do we become wise? How do we become people that people come to and ask for advice? Because... I think wisdom does come from making mistakes and from our life, mis- uh, life experience. That is a truth. That's the truth part of the statement that he, na- he made. But I don't necessarily agree that we need to make them all in order to learn, that we can also learn from others' life experience as well. Each of us as parents are looking for the best for our kids, and we don't want their life experience to require them to make big mistakes in order to become wise we wish to protect to guide so that they can avoid big foot the big pitfalls that are before them and so as we step into this new year again i know that we all want to make the good decisions and so i'm hoping as we talk about proverbs we can maybe think about that and set ourselves up to do exactly that and so i want to read with you the passage from uh, that i'm kind of focusing on but it's really the first four chapters if you want to open your bibles to the beginning of proverbs proverbs 1 to 4 we're going to jump around uh, I'm going to start off in chapter 3 and we'll go back and forth a little bit. But it's in kind of those first uh, verse, first three, four chapters where Solomon is talking to his son. And so, again, I'm not going to be exclusive that it's only for sons. I'm going to say anytime you see the word son, you can also put the word daughter. And so that we're all in- included in this story. And so uh, to begin with, Proverbs 3:11 to 18. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. So, Solomon... Starting to give some advice to his son, talking about who wisdom and what wisdom is. And so I, I go back to the statement that my intoxicated friend made: "Is it true? Does wisdom come from making mistakes?" And I said, "At one level, it is true. Wisdom comes with life, with time, and life experience. Age does come before beauty." And there's the story of a successful man, and he tells, uh, and, and a successful man and his friend, and his friend asks him, "How did you become so successful?" And the man answered him. By making right decisions. And then the other guy asks him, asks him after a while and says, okay, well, how did you learn to make right decisions? And the answer, the successful man says, is then by making wrong decisions. So yes, and I recall it earlier in our life as well where we were younger and we were trying to make decisions that we didn't always know what to do. And it was only recently that Bev and I were reflecting that where we are now compared to where we were then, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, butter myself up, but sometimes it feels like we're kind of wise. <laughs> right? All of you that, are, have a, that, that have adult children, I think there's a little nodding that's going on inside. Yeah, we have stuff to offer. Because, like I said, I recalled earlier when we were younger in our marriages, we would reach out to our parents to ask, what do we do with this? What do we do about that? We wanted to make good decisions so we, so we would seek out advice to find out what it was that might be good to do, whether it was when we were purchasing a car, looking at a new home, making a big financial investment. These were big things when we were first getting married, and we did not have the life experience to always know everything. We didn't know what we didn't know. And so, sometimes, so then leaning on those that had more life experience was important to us. And we now have children coming to us with those kinds of questions, seeking our advice. And so, has something magically changed? Did we cross a threshold that we are now wise? Is there a a year or a birthday where you attain this? I, I don't know if any of that is true, but I think, as I said before, we do have something to offer those of us with more life experience, with a little more gray in the hair. We do have advice for our kids, and we're willing to think through tough decisions with them and weigh them And help them because our life experience has taught us things. And we have learned from those that have gone before us. And Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 talks a little bit about this as Solomon is sharing with his son. And he says, "Here, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. For they are a grace for garland for your head and pendants for your neck. There is wisdom to be learned from those that have gone before us. And I remember taking time to draw upon that wisdom of close family and friends. Even this past year, as I considered making the changes in life that I did as I changed my job, I still looked to those that had gone before me to seek some advice, because that was important to me. It was important to me to double-check and have that conversation with them. Because I was making a life-changing decision, and I wanted to make sure that the advice I was getting from others confirmed what I was doing. Sometimes when we're younger, we don't always appreciate that wisdom that comes from age. And maybe that's a part of becoming wise, is that we're not too proud to ask for help. And so here's a, here's a story. It's an old one already, and some of you have probably heard it, but it's, it's again, a son's thoughts on his father's wisdom. <clears throat> so at four years old, my daddy can do anything. At seven years old, my dad knows a lot. He knows a whole lot. At eight years old, my father doesn't know quite everything. At 12, well, naturally, Dad doesn't know that either. At 14, father, hopelessly old-fashioned. At 21, oh, that man is out of date. What do you expect? At 25, he knows a little bit about it, but not much. And at 30, maybe we ought to find out what Dad thinks. At 35, a little patience. Let's get dad's assessment before we do anything. At 50, I wonder what dad would have thought about that. He was pretty smart. At 60, my dad knew absolutely everything. And then at 65, I'd give anything if dad were here so I could talk this over with him. So wisdom comes with experience, and we need to be able to tap into that experience. That is one of the sources of wisdom, age Does come before beauty in that area. And so where does wisdom come from? I mean, we we can find it in different sources, but where's the ultimate source? Where's the place that we should be looking for it originally? And again, the answer is the Sunday school answer, Jesus, of course. So, yes, it is based on our Heavenly Father. It is based upon uh, what we have in the Word and and what we can glean from our scripture, what we can glean from our, our relationship with God. And so our wisdom needs, come, needs to come from the original source, of course. And I did rip that off of the source, sorry. I, I should have maybe put a copyright after it. Our wisdom comes from the true source of knowledge, which is God. And so in Proverbs 2, I'm going to read the first 15 verses. It says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be, will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you, understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil things and delight in the per- perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Part of wisdom is knowing where it is coming from. When we are young, like I mentioned before, we don't know what we don't know. And we can sometimes be prideful, believing that we know better. <clears throat> but we have a choice. Er- if early in life we decide that we will take on the fear of the Lord, to choose to follow God, to seek after Him, that is the start on the path to true wisdom. This wisdom can save us much heartache and trouble. When we choose to align ourselves early with the true source of the wisdom, we become... We have a focus that doesn't make us get lost in a sea of choices. We begin to listen to those, if we don't choose to follow that God's wisdom, we begin to listen to those that do not have our best interests at heart, and we begin to make decisions that do not reflect who God is and his stamp on our hearts. And as I reflect back to the friends that we picked up and helped on their way home, his statement was partly true. We do learn through through our mistakes, but the mistakes we make I think, are mitigated if we begin from the foundation of seeking godly wisdom from when we are young. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. That is a given in life. We're all going to be making mistakes, but do we need to make the big, big mistakes because we can see those that have gone before us and we can, have, we can make a choice to not step and follow down those paths. Again, as parents, our hope and prayer for our kids is that they make decisions that aren't life-altering decisions. And the other hope is that as mistakes are made, that lessons are learned, and that mistakes are not repeated. Because we're le- refusing to learn from our own mistakes or others leaves us unwise. Because finally is, and I get the kids are gone, so I'm going to say this, because for some homes this is not a good word, stupid is as stupid does, right? You're, 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 on, you're only as smart as the actions that you take. And Proverbs has some harsh words for these people. If you go to Proverbs chapter 3.32, for it says, The Lord detests the perverse, but takes it upright into his, into his confidence. The Lord, it's, Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks proud mockers, but he shows favor to the humble and oppressed. The wise inherit honor, but fools <clears throat> only get shame. That's pretty strong language. Detest, curse, mock, shame. Those that ignore wisdom, those that continue to choose evil, are far from God. And the call is always for them to come back, to come back to wisdom, to come back and, and, and take on uh, what can be had by choice. And that is, again, Proverbs one twenty to 23. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge. Repent at my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you, and I will make known to you my teachings. <clears throat> Even in the Old Testament, God is calling us back, calling people back to Himself who are far from Him. And today the message is clearer. Through Christ, we can have freedom and power to move away from the ruts that we have placed ourselves in through poor decisions. When we believe in Christ we, and when we believe and accept that we can't do it our, on our own, then we can accept that we can't fix our own problems and that we can go, get to that place and call on Jesus to come and take over and amazing things can happen. Because he does. He enters in. He wants to enter in with us. The Holy Spirit changes how we think. The Holy Spirit gives us power to change. And there is, that old, and, and there is an old question that we ask sometimes is that can people really change? Can people really change? And I believe the answer is yes. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can change and we can have a new beginning and our foolishness can be put behind us and we can become wise. To be wise, to be considered wise or to be sought for advice, that might be reward enough. But in Proverbs, there's a promise for even more. And Solomon promises good things for good people. Proverbs 3.13, again, rereading a little bit of the passage that I started off with. Blessed are those who find wisdom for those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better return than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. So, To be clear, this is not a message that if you are wise, you you will be wealthy, healthy, and, and everything goes good for you. That's not what we're trying to say. But if you are wise and handle your money well, you will have less financial struggles than those that do not. Some simple rules that are wise. Spend less than you make. Save each month. Give at the beginning, not with what is left. Always pay off your credit cards. Set a budget and stick to it. These are just a few financial offers of wisdom that you can write down and attribute to me if you want. They're not. They were things that I was taught as well. But they are things that we know that if you practice them, they're going to make your financial situation better than if you don't. And as I said, it's not necessarily about getting wealthy, but it is about not putting yourself in a high-risk situation or making small decisions that put you into a big trouble situation down the road. So even small decisions, small bad ones now, they start to accumulate, and you have to, uh, again, reap some of that sowing that happens. So there's the promise of, of, of just fiscal well-being. Another promise is that of long life. Now, I don't think this means that we're all going to reach 90 or 100. Maybe it does. For some of us, but not for all of us. But again, it's not a guarantee that you will have long life, but you're going to lead a life. If you live with wisdom, it will have quality and it will have meaning. If we choose to live a life that is generous with our time and our talents, if we choose to help those that cannot help themselves, if we choose to live a life that is healthy with good food and exercise choices, if we choose to live a life that manages our stress, all of these wise choices help us to live a quality life that may also help extend it. And finally, to be wise brings peace into one's life. Wisdom means speaking kind words to those that are angry, to try to diffuse those tense situations. Wisdom means controlling our own tempers. Wisdom means controlling one's tongue. Wisdom means working to bring the fruit of the Spirit to maturity in your life. And also, wisdom means taking out the garbage without being asked. That also brings peace in one's life. <laughs> when we live in a way that respects those around us, we can live as Paul directs us to in Romans twelve eighteen, where he says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Peace is not guaranteed. But if we follow some wise words, the chance at living at peace with others is increased. I'm going to invite the worship team back up for the closing song as I leave you with one more passage from Solomon as he again is speaking to his son. And it's in three, chapter 3 again, the first seven verses. And he says this. My son and daughter, I'm going to use both words there, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And so let us go and be wise in the eyes of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we've been challenged this morning by your word, by Proverbs, and as we step into this new year, And as we think of the many decisions that we need to make or the decisions we have made, we again ask for your wisdom, your guidance, and your leading. Take our pride and push it away. Help us to surrender ourselves to you, to come to you humbly, and to be able to learn from you and to learn from those around us as we seek to become wise, as we seek to be wise in your eyes. We ask this in your name. Amen.